Hello, hello. This is Stories for Kids with Morale Podcast, bringing you stories to entertain and to educate you. This story is about a cunning hare, a lion, a big rat and a tortoise. It is a sweet story because there is honey to be found in a calabash tree. I'll begin by telling you about the calabash tree. That's a story bell. The calabash, that is C-A-L-A-B-A-S-H, the calabash tree is native to the Americas, Africa, and Caribbean. The calabash is also known as bottle gourd, G-O-U-R-D, yeah, or long melon. Long melon, that's because it can look like a long melon. The calabash tree is an evergreen tree, and it will usually grow between 10 to about 25 feet in height. It has long spreading branches. It is also the national tree of St. Lucia, and that's St. Lucia in the Caribbean. A calabash is used to make cups, bowls, basins, and vessels used for carrying water in rural areas and the country areas. It is also used in some countries such as uh, Colombia to make maracas, M-A-R-A-C-A-S, maracas, maracas, that's the right pronunciation, maracas. And in southern part of Africa and in western countries in Africa, they use a calabash to make other musical instruments. So, If you are ready to hear the story about the cunning hare, the lion, and other animals, then I think I'm ready to say that, hmm, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Okay. And Birdie's coming along with me as well. Hello, Birdie. Okay, let us go. Time for the story. One day, Songora, that's the name of the hare. So one day, Songora the hare, roaming through the forest in search of food, glanced up through the boughs of a very large calabash tree and saw that a great hole in the upper part of the trunk was inhabited by bees. Thereupon, He returned to town in search of someone to go with him and help to get the honey. As he was passing the house of Buku, the big rat, or that worthy gentleman invited him in, so he went in, sat down, and remarked, My father has died and has left me a hive of honey. I would like you to come and help me to eat it. Of course, Buku jumped at the offer, and he and the hare started off 
immediately. When they arrived at the great calabash tree, Songora pointed out the bee's nest and said, Go on, climb up. So taking some straw with them, they climbed up to the nest, lit the straw, smoked out the bees, put out the fire, and set to work eating the honey. In the midst of the feast, who should appear at the foot of the tree but Simba the lion? Looking up and seeing them eating, he asked, Who are you? Then Sangora whispered to Buku, Hold your tongue, that old fellow is crazy. But in a very little while, Simba roared out angrily, Who are you? I say, speak, I tell you. Oh, this made Buku so scared that he blurted out, It's only us. Upon this, the hare said to him, You just wrap me up in this straw, call to the lion to keep out of the way, and then throw me down. Then you'll see what will happen. So Buku, the big rat, wrapped Sungora, the hare, in the straw, and then called to Simba, the lion, oh, Stand back! I'm going to throw this straw down, and then I'll come down myself. When Simba stepped back out of the way, Buku then threw down the straw, and as it lay on the ground, Songora crept out and ran away while the lion was looking up. After waiting a minute or two, Simba roared out, Well, come down, I say. And there, being no help for it, the big rat came down. As soon as he was within reach, the lion caught hold of him and asked, Who was up there with you? Uh, why? said Buku. Songora, the hare. Didn't you see when I threw him down? Of course I didn't see him, replied the lion in an incredulous tone. And without wasting further time, he ate the big rat and then searched around for the hare but could not find him. Three days later, Sangora called on his acquaintance Kobe, the tortoise, and said to him, Let us go and eat some honey. Whose honey? inquired Kobe cautiously. My father's, Sangora replied. Oh, all right, I'm with you, said the tortoise eagerly. And away they went. When they arrived at the great calabash tree, they climbed up with their straw, smoked out the bees, sat down and began to eat. Just then, Mr Simba, who owned the honey, 
came out again and looking up inquired, Who are you up there? Sangora whispered to Kobe, Keep quiet. But when the lion repeated his question angrily, Kobe became suspicious and said, I will speak. You told me this honey was yours. Am I right in suspecting that it belongs to Simba? So when the lion asked again, Who are you? He answered, It's only us, the lion said. Come down then. And the tortoise answered, We're coming. Now, Simba had been keeping an eye open for Sungora since the day he caught Baku, the big rat. And suspecting that he was up there with Kobe, he said to himself, "Mm, I've got him this time, for sure. Seeing that they were caught again, Sungora said to the tortoise, Hey, wrap me up in the straw. Tell Simba to stand out of the way and then throw me down. I'll wait for you below. He can't hurt you, you know. All right, said Kabe. But while he was wrapping the hair up, he said to himself, Hmm, this fellow wants to run away and leave me to bear the lion's anger. He shall get caught first. Therefore, when he had bundled him up, he called out, Songora is coming! and threw him down. So Simba caught the hare, and holding him with his paw said, Now, what shall I do with you? The hare replied, Well, it's of no use for you to try to eat me. I'm awfully tough. What would be the best thing to do with you then? asked Simba. I think, said Sungora, you should take me by the tail, whirl me around and knock me against the ground. Then you may be able to eat me. So the lion, being deceived, took him by the tail and whirled him around. But just as he was going to knock him on the ground, he slipped out of his grasp and ran away. And Simba had the mortification of losing him again. Angry and disappointed, he turned to the tree and called to Kobe, You come down too! When the tortoise reached the ground, the lion said, You're pretty hard. What can I do to make you eatable? Oh, that's easy, laughed Kobe. Just put me in the mud and rub my back with your paw until my shell comes off. Immediately, 
on hearing this, Simba carried Kabei to the water, placed him in the mud, and began, as he supposed, to rub his back. But the tortoise had slipped away, and the lion continued rubbing on a piece of rock until his paws were raw. When he glanced down at them, he saw they were bleeding. And realising that he had again been outwitted, he said, Well, the hare has done me today, but I'll go hunting now until I find him. So Simba the lion set out immediately in search of Sangora the hare. And as he went along, he inquired of everyone he met. Um, where is the house of Sungora? But each person, he asked, answered, I do not know. For the hare had said to his wife, Let us remove from this house. Therefore the folks in that neighbourhood had no knowledge of his whereabouts. Simba, however, went along, continuing his inquiries, until presently one answered. That is his house on the top of the mountain. Without loss of time, the lion climbed the mountain and soon arrived at the place indicated, only to find that there was no one at home. This, however, did not trouble him. On the contrary, saying to himself, I'll hide myself inside, and when Sangora and his wife come home, I'll eat them both. He entered the house and lay down, awaiting their arrival. Pretty soon, along came the hare and his wife, not thinking of any danger, but he very soon discovered the marks of the lion's paws on the steep path. Stopping at once, he said to Mrs. Sungora, You go back, my dear. Simba, the lion, has passed this way, and I think he must be looking for me. But she replied, I will not, I will not go back. I will follow you, my husband. Although greatly pleased at this proof of his wife's affection, Sangora said firmly, No, no, you have friends to go back to. Go back. So he persuaded her, and she went back. But he kept on, following the footmarks, and saw, as he had suspected, that they went into his house. "'Ah,' said he to himself, "'Mr. Lion is inside, is he?' Then, cautiously, going back a little way, he called out, "'Howdy, do house, how do you do?' Waited a moment, he remarked loudly, well, this is a very strange thing. Every day, as I pass this place, I say, 
How do you do, house? And the house always answers, How do you do? Oh, there must be someone inside today. When the lion heard this, he called out, How do you do? Then Songora burst out laughing and shouted, Oh, Mr. Simba, you're inside, and I'll bet you want to eat me. But first, tell me, where you ever heard of a house talking? Upon this, the lion, seeing how he had been fooled, replied angrily, You wait until I get hold of you, that's all. Oh, I think you'll have to do the waiting, cried the hare. And then he ran away, the lion following. But it was of no use. Songora completely tired out old Simba, who, saying, That rascal has beaten me. I don't want to have anything more to do with him. Returned to his home under the great calabash tree. I guess he's gone back. Simba's gone back to have his honey. <laughs> okay, I hope you enjoy that story. I hope. Uh, very crafty, Songora. Very crafty. Hello, birdie. That's a good story. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> okay, I will be back soon. So, thank you for being here. And please subscribe to Stories for Kids with Morale Podcast and tell others about them. Tell others about stories for kids with morale podcasts. I'll see you soon. Take care and bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>